Ladies and gentlemen, Graffiti Talk Radio. Talk radio, home of the backspins and uh, backstories. I got I'm that boy Fresh, and I got my boy Bumblecloud. Bumblecloud, where you at? Right here, homie. What's good? And I got my other partner in crime, Banky. Banky, where you at? What's up, everybody? Hey, and uh, I would guess today is none other than Lee Y'all from the rap group UNLV. He's what's one up, of what's uh, up? Shit. Yeah, one of Cash Money Records' original artists, and he's going to tell us about those days and many more. And, yeah, it's good to have you on the show, man. Oh, man, it's right. good to be on the show, man. What's happening? What's happening, world? First of yeah, all, I want to introduce myself again. It's your boy, Lil Yah, a.k.a. Mr. Yehoid, me the hood, man. One half that's of the notorious group, UNLV, man. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah, that's it, man. It's, it's great to have you on the show, man. And, uh, so you know, everybody uh, from my area, we we all know you from that uh that hit uh drag him in the river. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because that that was a banger for the for the ages, there, man. But uh, yeah, I appreciate man, that. Appreciate. Yeah, yeah. So uh, starting off, man, what part of uh New Orleans you grew up in, man? Oh, uh, we grew up in the third wall. Tech is originally from the Melford Mead Project, and I'm originally from Six and Barone. Word, word, word. Yeah, but they're both in the third wall, you know? Okay, okay. Yeah, so um, what what inspired you to go ahead and uh, get into music, man? Oh, well, I've been, I ain't going to say it it was forced on me, but I've been in the music all my life, like, say, uh, at the age of 10, my mom used to take me to World Line for music. So everybody was outside, like, playing on Saturday mornings or whatever. And I'm at a, a drum session, you know, learning how to read drum music and play a, a whole drum set, which I wasn't, you know, I wasn't cool with at the time because I wanted to play. But like I said, I was always in the music. I was in the band. At every school I went to, I played different instruments. And, you know, uh, music just was, was, was with me, was in me. From Bird, I guess, and I don't right. know how to sing, so uh, I guess rap was next. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> word, yeah. word, word. Yeah. So, uh, when, when did you and Tick Nine first meet, man? What, what, what was that man. first meeting like? Oh man, it was crazy, man. Actually, we was like 11 years old in the sixth grade at Carter G. Wilson School, and I'll never forget the first day we met. We met and we was st- we had immediately started beefing over something. <laughs> something went down in the classroom, and I threatened to tell the teacher on him. But I wasn't never gonna tell. I just wanted to see what he was gonna say. And he showed me he had a little heart. It was like you you say something, we gonna fight. So I was like, all right, we gonna fight anyway. 
So we met at after school where we were supposed to fight at, and instantly just clicked off and came a best of friends to this day, man. Like my brother. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, what about Yellow Boy, man? When did he when did he come into the mix? Well, actually, me and Yellow grew up from babies together. Yellow always stayed right around the corner from me on Ford and Drive. So we Damn. was like two and three years old. I was a year older than him, a year older than him. And you know, our families always had the houses that they owned and stuff like that. So we grew up from babies. He met Tech at when Tech moved on Six and Barone at like uh, thirteen or fourteen. That's when he met Tech. Word, word. Right. Okay. Yeah, so uh, and uh, when when y'all first started out rapping, y'all y'all was doing positive rapping first, huh? Right, we was a group called the Sporty MCs. We even had my little sister; she was only three years old at the time. And believe you me, she was a rapper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> day, but she like just backed off once we started rapping with the profanity and stuff like that. She was like, "Nah, I'm gonna leave that alone," you know. But yeah, uh, right. We was like we was when when we met we immediately you know started clicking together and started pe- performing in talent shows you know was the sport MCs was winning every talent show in the city so that lasted maybe three years and once we got to high school we like backed up off it because we won a talent show we won a WYD talent show and we won a record contract and it was bogus they didn't let us they never let us cut the song or nothing cut the record or anything, you know, we didn't sign contracts or nothing. And we was oh. like, man, that ain't real. So that oh. caused us to, like, really lose faith in our dreams at the time. But then, again, and once we graduated high school, like Everlasting Hitman, DJ Jimmy, Juvenile, all those guys that we knew was, was making records. And we was right. like, hey, man, you know, we've we we, we was, we've been doing this longer than them, and I'm pretty sure we could do it a little better. You know, wait, wait, wait. actual deals was going down in New Orleans, so we immediately jumped back in it. Right. And Damn. I was around 1991 once we started back recording. Well, start back rapping. We didn't record uh, another bitch or well, another trick Mama, until, like, late 90, late 90, early 92. Okay. Yeah. So, um, for the noise, man. That's my little boy in the background, man. It's all good. That's yeah, cool. cool, man. Yeah. It's- yeah, so uh, did y'all uh, rub shoulders with any of the other guys who became rappers down the line, say, like, some of the uh, the No Limit Cats or uh, Big Boy, you know, like, before they even signed with the labels years later, man? Uh, well, actually, Juvenile, uh, Mystical, <laughs> believe it or not, Mystical went to high school with us, and he uh, graduated yeah. maybe two years before we did. But he went to the service, and when he got out of the service, it was like 94, I think, 94, 95. And we was on top of the pile in New Orleans, not too now on home, but we was the shit. You know what I'm saying? Nothing wasn't kicking, nothing wasn't messing with doing LP, you know what I'm saying? So he right. came up to me on the block and asked me about signing to uh, signing the big to Cash Money Records. And I told him, you know, I asked him to run something for me, and he rapped for me. I was like, that. you got a dope original style. And right. he was like, man, you think I should sign with Cash Money or what, man? I said, yeah, man, go holler at Peter, man. So I gave him the numbers or whatever. Uh, like maybe a month after that, he came back on the block and told me that he decided not to do it, that he was going to sign with Big Boy. That was our rivals. Yeah, yeah. With us and Father's Crime. 
and he asked about a diss a diss record. He asked, "Was it cool? You know, was it cool if he dissed us and we diss him back?" And I was like, "Man, let me holler at my dog before you know. I, I don't <laughs> see that. You know what I'm saying?" So I talked to Tech and Yellow, whatever. They were like, "It's cool, man. If you make some noise, you're gonna get at him. If you don't, you just gonna let it go." I said, "All right, it's cool." Word. So he made a little noise. I mean, the first record he made wasn't, wasn't you know, we just let that go. But the next album when he called Yellow a coward, and all yeah, this, yeah. You know, we had to go off on him, man. So Word. that's, that's so, how that happened. And oh, mm-hmm. oh okay, so so in the beginning, it was kind of like controversy creates cash. So, you know, make, right. make, make a little noise, yeah, to, to get the names out there, yeah. Yeah, that was his idea. That was his idea. But, I mean, right. when we were, we were on wax, like, with partners in crime. That was our real beef. And to, to us, I mean, now we grown and we cool and we laugh about it now. But back Ooh. then, it was like cash money and big boys just like puppies are, are goons, you know what I'm saying, making their goons yeah. go at each other or whatever because – we never knew them dudes personally or nothing like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, but so, so uh what what part like um how can I put it? What what uh neighborhood was uh uh I how can I put it, like pro cash money? well what what areas was the cash money had the most influence in and what areas did Big Boy had the most influence in? Well, we both represented Uptown to to the fullest. Right. Because, right. I mean, even though Big Boy had some, uh, Big Boy and Cash Money had downtown artists as well as West Bank artists. But the the, the main the main artist was coming from Uptown. Like, Big Boy had Fiend, Mystical, Portland and Crime. You know, all those cats were from Uptown. The Cash Money had UNLV, Lil Slim, Pimp Daddy. You know, that was the main artist on that label. And... You know, we was from uptown. Word, word. You know, Miss T was on Cash Money. She was from downtown. Kilo G as well. He was from the West Bank. So you can you can mainly say that both record labels represented uptown. Right, oh, right. Okay. There was different so, uh, walls, though. You know. Right. So uh, when when did uh when when did Birdman approach out? When when did it Birdman approach us? It, he approached us in, I want to say, mid-'92. Once we had done, you know, we had been going to the ballrooms and recorded, recording songs, we recorded another bitch. That was, like, the only song that we recorded live, and we would make, we would, we would put it on tape and make tapes and sell them for $5, pop a trunk on That's what we used to call it, pop a trunk on So Birdman got, a, got a, a, a tape from someone, you know, and got word to us, through a guy named T-Bone and Kevin, uh, bless Kevin Soul, T-Bone still producing tracks for, you know, different people or whatever. He still yeah, do yeah. stuff for us too, you know what I'm saying? But uh, he got word through them that he wanted a meeting with us, and we went to him and saw what he was talking about in 92. Wow. And they released the same. They didn't even, we didn't even go to the studio right then and there. The song was so hot already. You know, what we had done with it, they released. They, they just pressed it up and put it out just like that. Well, what was the Trigger Man like? What was the Trigger Man beat like? Why was it so popular to everybody down there? Man, the Trigger Man beat is just that that that, that breakdown in it and make yeah. the women just dance and it's it's like a, a shake that these women do. They call it 
Some of them call it twerking, popping, you know, all right. that type of stuff. But it's a beat that they catching is like da 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 da. Man, they go crazy off it. Word, and along word. with brown beats, well, we were the first to connect brown beats with it. Word. I don't know if you're familiar with that brown beat that woke one morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My eyes, that, well, that we were the first to try those two records together. We wow. had DJ Red try those records for us, and they worked. So a lot that's of people right. use that for bounce now, too. Yeah, that's right. crazy, all right? Yeah. So uh, who, who was DJ Red? DJ Red was a DJ that stayed on 4th Street. That's right around the corner from my house. And he used to DJ for DJ Jimmy. When you heard DJ Jimmy, oh, where he at, where he at, where he at? Right. And yeah, so he right. got that from Red. Red was the first to discover that. And I'm the nigga, the nigga, nigga. It wasn't T.T. Tucker. It was DJ Red. Wow. He was murdered, right. so God bless his soul, man. He right, was the first right. to start that. And DJ Red, a DJ was in Newton's. Word, Newton's right. was a club that was like two blocks from our house that we were, we was underage. We were sneaking up, get the mic, and have everybody just lose it, man. Word. Right. Yeah. So um, when y'all when y'all started uh, putting the albums together, man, who came up with most of the concepts? Well, I wouldn't say neither one of us. Uh, uh, yellow because we added yellow to the group once we put the album, once we started working on the album. Uh, but it was like we would always be together at all times, and we are all just start a chant, different chants and stuff, and put them together. And we always wrote our own verses, so everybody always wrote for themselves. Yeah. And for somebody, every you know, one person just making up the hook dog, it never was like that. We all had influences on everything that we ever done. Right. So how how y'all came up with the name uh, UNLV? Who was the uh, inspiration for UNLV? Uh, well, actually, the team, the college, around that time when he had Stacey Augman and it was yeah, like yeah, the early yeah. 90s. Larry Johnson on thing. Yeah, yeah, Larry Johnson, he was doing his thing. And, and that was one, and we loved him. You know, that was the only team me and Tech really ever liked together. Right, and right. UNL, you know, for college and sports, stuff like that. And, oh, <clears throat> hold on a minute. Hey, man, chill out, dude. Yeah, oh, uh, I'm putting the shoes on. Hold on, dude, chill out. So uh, we used to, like, you know, we was, like, liking UNLV. Both of us used to like the name. And I was like, man, I think we could flip that name around. The acronym is making stand for some uptown. And, you know, we had a reputation of being wild. We were with some wild youngsters, man. I tell you, I thank God for letting me be here to tell it right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but we, yeah. We, we were some wild youngsters. We was wilding. So, you know, we just called ourselves Uptown Niggas Living Violent. But we switched it in up after we got, like, two years in the game. We switched it. We saw Pac do an interview, and he was like, man, that nigga stand but never ain't going to get in goals accomplished. So we ran with that. Word, word. Yeah, man, because uh, you know when they when they when it comes to y'all music, a lot of the um, a lot of the general listeners, man, they just they just know that uptown for life, man. But I have to be schooling them on that that six and barren, man. I say y'all ain't heard nothing until y'all heard that six and barren. <laughs> yeah, six and barren. <laughs> yeah, barren. Yeah, yeah, barren. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, bro. that was the first. That's my baby, though, man. That was the very first album right there, bro. Yeah, that's so, oh. <laughs> yeah, man, and, uh, and another thing they used to trip me out was the, uh, how, like, y'all used to do the linos, like, with the, uh, the Man and Fresh mixes. Oh, right, in between, right, right. Yeah, yeah, in between, you let the, uh, let Man and Fresh do his mix, and then you had the, uh, yeah. the, the Ziggy intros. Head to head, you oh, know, yeah. head to oh, yeah. the skits through our yeah. album. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I yep. used to like that, too, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah man. Well, Manny, we had to let Manny get his shine on every album, you know what I mean? Manny said that we was the best group he ever worked with, and he was the best producer we ever worked with, you know right, what I'm saying, right. personally. So we got a lot of chemistry, man. We get, in the, we get in the studio with Manny. You can believe we could complete an album in a week. Or less. All right, so man, wow. his, his work ethic. So his work ethic was just off the chain back then, huh? So take, yeah. take us into the uh, to the early days of Cash Money, man. What was them first them first days like? The early days. Middle, them early days. Oh man, yeah. It was it was beautiful, bro. Just just I mean, it was it was like a family. It was like we we ran together like a family. Baby tried his best to, like, pull us off the block because we was 19, 18 when we got there, and we were doing some things that we wasn't supposed to be doing. Right, right. to get money, you know, and, and being slim used to, like, it wasn't really stepping to, like, a father figure, but there was a, 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 a little role model, you know, telling us, man, y'all need to be doing that. Y'all got talent, you know, woo-to-woo. And everything, everything was cool. But once we got older, you know, it, it, it taught us a lot about, about a lot of people say that we made cash money, this and that, because our units got the, the deal. But yeah. I, I look at it like it was it was a joint thing. Because yeah. without us, there wouldn't have been the cash money. And without cash money, there wouldn't have been us. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, the, you know, it taught us a lot about, about our work ethic. And right now, we carry that with us. So when we're in the studio, it's not a party going on. Right. It's strictly music. Nobody, if you're not a part of the group or if you're not about to rap or whatever, you're not in the studio with us. Right. And they, they taught us that serious part about business as far as recording, you know. Right. But it was, it, it was, it was all right. I don't have nothing bad to say about the, the early days or the middle days at all, but it was just at the end of it, man. Things yeah. were crazy, bro, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Man, so um, how was uh Lil Slim and uh and, uh, and Kilo G, man? Can you tell us a little bit about them? You know, just you know a lot about oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that, that first line of Cash Money, anyway. You know how how was they in general? Kilo was the first artist, the first artist right. to Cash Money Records. Wow. Then came us. Uh, Lil Slim came. Uh, before Pimp and Miss T. So the Slim came right after PMW. Okay. So in the very beginning, uh, you know, uh, Kilo was a young dude, like 16 years old once we got there. And he was already signing. He was just, you know, feeling us in about, you know, about our studio and this, like, you know, you know, he he, he was calling us, you know, letting us know a little about the business, you know. Right. But then it got to a point where he had to double back and ride off us. You know, and we, we, it wasn't in the studio, you know, they cash money artists never was in the, well, Kilo never was in the studio until they put us out. Once they put us out, all the artists was able to, I, I guess they 
accumulated enough money for everybody to get in the studio. Right, you know, right. It was like they were recording. We recorded six Marones on, on crates by Manny Freshhouse in the kitchen. <laughs> Man, you know. <laughs> so we we Damn. went through. I mean, we we done a lot for you know to for the company for them to move up and you know what I'm saying accommodate everybody else. Yeah. Right. And uh, and Tim, Daddy, man, how was he? Oh, uh, that was my dog, man. I got him signed to Cash Money. He was signed to a label called Full Pack, and he used to like to be around uh, me, taking Yella all the time. We knew yeah. that he was from well, his pimp was from all different projects here, uptown and downtown, <laughs> you know. But once we got hold and we got we got him stable, and he stayed uptown in the Cali for a minute. You know, and me, I told Baby that I, I had a partner. His name was out in the street, and I wanted him over there. And he yeah. was like, all right. Told me the what lawyer that he was using or whatever. And he told me to do what I needed to do to get him out of the contract. And, you know, got him out. They paid for it, and he was with us. That was that was our dude, man. Yeah. If anybody would ever been a, a, a another member of UNLV, it would have been Pimp to replace Yellow. But, you know, of course, we never replaced Yellow with anybody. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So, uh, later on, uh, it was said that uh, y'all originally had came up with the phrase about it. But, uh, right, you right. Know, yeah. Can, can you we go had into a that? song called about it. Also, before before all Masterpiece came out with his about it, we had a song called about it. And, Right when he came out with his, Pete, Pete actually used our crowd to shoot the video for his album about it. What? That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, we had a concert with Master P, and we was blazing hot, man. We had a song, an album yeah. called Magno Calio that I'm about it was on. And we done a song or whatever, you know, the crowd was going crazy, throwing chairs and everything, man. It was wall, different walls was fighting uh. upside downtown, going at it. So... What Pete did, he used, he recorded that, recorded all that, and he put it in his video. That's crazy. Yeah, so, <laughs> That's and so, crazy. And so when uh, it went on about it, about it he, you know, when it when it became that smash, man, I mean, whoa, whoa, what was just going through y'all minds, man? You know, what, what was, was y'all like, first Damn, I mean, I, I, I like it. Don't get it twisted. I like I'm about it when I first heard it. I like right. it. You know, I like this, but I didn't know it was going to blow like that. Man, that's such a poof. That's one of his songs to this day. Yeah. That's a huge song, man. That record is big. Yeah. yeah. Our body was dissing mystical uh, partners in crime and jubilee. That's what we were talking about, and I'm all about it. You know? Yeah. Yep. What was the What was like the What was the rap beef between you and Partners in Crime? Uh, well, actually, like I like I said earlier, that was like Baby and Big Boy Chuck, who's over all uh, Big Boy Records. It was like yeah. he just sending their goons out to find out, you know, to to make everybody think whose record label was the biggest, the best. I got you know you what I'm saying? Because yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah. really have a, a a a real beef with us, and we didn't know them. Yeah, they knew what like we were doing was yeah. making noise. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
When did uh who who had brought Lil Wayne into the fold, man? Because I, I understand when uh when when Lil Wayne had came into the picture was what ten eleven. So who who originally had brought him into the fold? Yeah. Well, Lil Slim actually introduced Lil Wayne to Cash Money. Lil um, okay. Lil Slim stayed in the same neighborhood with Wayne in the Seventeen Wall, and he always right. talked about the dude that knew how to rap, and he wanted wanted the baby to meet him or whatever. And we had an album coming out uh, in 94. And actually, DJ Khaled was the guy that was working at the record store. The record store was called Odyssey in the Catherine Shopping Center. And uh, Lil Slim told Wayne to meet him around there at our album release. We had an album release, a uh, record release. And yeah. that's where he met Baby. And he rapped for Baby right there. And, you know, that's, that's how they met. He was he was signed like maybe two years later because he was so young then. His mama didn't want him, you know, out there or whatever. Word. Right. And that's the same for BG. I mean, I introduced all uh, baby them to BG because BG fought, was was raised around our house and stuff, and he was young. He was like twelve when I introduced it to him, you know. But his mama didn't. BG mama didn't want him to sign because she knew baby that was known be drug dealers or whatever, but by this time he had to stop. Yeah. He left the drugs yeah. alone, you know? Right. Man. But BG so, immediately signed. His mama let him sign immediately. Word, word. Right. Yeah, and so, um, so, because I remember the early albums, man, like, uh, based on the true story, it is said the, the BG. So, was that, that was BG and Lil Wayne as a group, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, okay. it wasn't. It wasn't supposed to be the BG. BG name was Doogie. That's his nickname, and that's also his, was his rap name. Right. But what happened? They formed a group called the BGs, and that was supposed to be uh, BG, which is was Doogie, Wayne, and Lil Derek. Lil Derek is baby nephew. He's dead now. Yeah, yeah. Hot boy Derek. Yeah. Yeah, hot boy Derek. Well, yeah. they were supposed to be the BGs, but. Like I told you, Lil Wayne was too young to sign at the time, you know? So yeah. he let BG just go run with the name BG and do his thing. Right, and that's how that came. Because I always wondered how that head came along, man, you know, how, you know, because, you know, it was always saying the BGs, you know, but you was always hearing right. just BG, you know? <laughs> right. We had a we had a, 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 a lot of solo artists. He was like, I mean, besides the BGs, and when that didn't go right, we was the only group for the longest with Cash Money, man. Juvenile was a solo artist. Turk wasn't found yet. Juvenile was a solo artist. When Lil Wayne ended up signing, Lil Wayne was a solo artist. BG was a solo artist. You know, Miss T, Lil Slim, Kilo G, all of them were solo artists. Right. You know, when we left, that's when we left, they they really called themselves recreating a UNLV. With a full with member, boys. that's how the High Boys came about. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because it never was supposed to be a High Boys group. Juvie was always solo, you know what I'm saying? Juvie was solo, and Wayne had, was establishing, his, establishing himself to be solo after after BG had did it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> when, when the... What, uh, what, 
Magnolia Slim. How how was he? Was was he always coming around? Oh man, Slim, all us from the three. Slim was from the Magnolia. He was signed with a, with another record label. Uh, well, Park Parkway, I think it was. Parkway Pumping, yeah. Parkway Pumping, right? But uh. We we actually Slim was the first outsider besides UGK that we done yeah. music with, and we almost wow. got into it behind got into it with Baby and behind Slim going on our album. We was determined to let him get on our album. I mean, he right. was dope. Nobody knew about him, but the project, but the Magnolia. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we was like, we want him on there, bro. I, I saw his talent a long time ago, man. Way before people knew about him. He was Magnolia Slim at the time, anyway. Yeah. And he's on a song with us called Come Up. Come Up. Right. Yeah, because they said that, uh, can you elaborate on the styles that he had, man? Because they said that he the one had uh, created the the camouflage movement that was going on down there. Yeah, yeah. Soldier Ray. He did. did. I know. He wasn't yeah, calling so, it a, oh, yeah, he did. He was. He was calling it Soldier Ray, matter of fact. Uh, Juvie just had a song called Soldier Ray. Yeah, yeah. You know, Juvie made a record before all us. You know, Juvie was real young when he was running with DJ Jimmy and made a record. But when we was coming back out, Juvie had them fell off the earth, man. I picked wow. Juvie up from a bus stop and bought him the cash money off him. Damn. You know? Yeah. Right. Up. And he'll say the same. I mean, you know how niggas get a certain level, certain, you know, big head, whatever. They, they won't tell a real or where they yeah. really kicked it, but Juve will tell you. For real. Juve will tell you, though. Yep. Right. And so then uh, all of a sudden, when uh, when when the hot boys had started blowing up, man, it was, well, what, you know, when the hot boys started blowing up, we, we was just hearing, the hot boys, you know, we really wasn't hearing none of the uh, the original players. And what I mean by that, uh, when it blew up, and once again, a lot of the the general listeners, they just knew about the hot boys and the, and the four people in that group, and they really didn't know about y'all, you know, the ones who had came right. along. You know, how now, right. you know, how, how, how did y'all feel about that, you know, you you know, y'all, y'all. We wasn't, we wasn't tripping on it we, because all those cats, you know, they come up under us and they 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 always acknowledge not in interviews and not in the public or whatever. But if we right. around or whatever, they gonna always acknowledge us to who we really are and what we really did. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't a level of they, them disrespecting us or nothing like that. So we wasn't right. tripping on it, bro. You know, we felt yeah. like they really didn't have nothing to do with what's going on with us and our, you know, success. You know, right. or, or what was going on with with the company and us. They didn't have nothing to do with that. So I right. congratulated them. You know, we all did. Matter of fact, I like to see them do their thing. You know. Yeah. 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 So, <clears throat> so what what ended up happening for y'all to to uh, to leave Cash Money? Well, what transpired? Because, uh, what you, you mean, know, boys? Yeah, because, you know, the the last album uh, y'all had put out was, what was it, Uptown for Life on Cash Money? Yeah, that's Uptown for Life, yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, and, and right after that, you know, you, you yeah. know, y'all wasn't on the labor no more. So, right, we was out of there, man. We was what, what happened was once we once we uh, got the deal with Universal, we went at him. We was already in, you know, we was like things ain't going right with with us on the labor. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't really us. It was it was personal beef between y'all and, and and baby all all the time. And it was holding us up, you know. So we was like, man, fellas, we might as well, you know, get what we got to get and keep it moving right now, dog. We can't establish no more here than we did, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we done learned enough from these dudes, and we done learned enough about the business. Let's keep it moving. And that was our plan. Word, word. That was our plan. When when it happened to Yellow, I mean, we done we had to do. You know, we, we asked for what we wanted from, our, you know, from them, from the deal. And they was like, nah, we can't do that like that. So, you know, we, we like that moose. We left them yeah. boys, and to this day, we still doing our own thing. Total independent of what we, uh, uh, uh everything we do. We were yeah. fortunate, enough, fortunate enough to, you know, win a lawsuit, and we own everything that we put out under them. So, I yeah. mean, life ain't bad, man. I mean, they, they, they billionaires or whatever they claim to be, but, I mean, it's, it's nothing but peace and enjoyment. We enjoying our lives over here, man. That's what's happening. Yeah, that's what's happening, man. Yeah, so after y'all had left Cash Money, uh, in the beginning of the year, did y'all want to stay independent or was it was in the other label looking at y'all? Nah, we wanted to stay independent. We wanted to stay independent because our 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 fan base was so strong. We was we knew one thing we was we was guaranteed to sell at least ten thousand dollars to do. Whatever we put out. You know, during that time, that's how it was. We was guaranteed. You know, so we was like, man, we could do this on. We learn the game. We could do this on our own. We could do, you know, and that's what yeah. we did. And that's what we did, man. We had a little couple of downfalls since that, you know what I'm saying? Like jail stints and all that kind of stuff, you know, all that personal lives, you know what I mean? But, I mean, as far as our independent holding our company down, we've done that. Yeah. And that's what we had planned on doing when Yellow was living. That's what we was doing when, when Baby them got with Universal. You know, we knew it was going to be even worse than it was because more money was accumulated by that. So yeah. I was like, man, it's going to be worse than it is now. Yeah. Right. So, man, uh, on, on Big Boy, I have to say one of my favorite artists who was on Big Boy was, uh, was G Slim, man. And you know, yeah, the, yeah. you know, dude had a mouthpiece on him, man. Did uh, was y'all able to rub shoulders with G Slim? You know, we knew him, we met him, we met him a few times, but it wasn't like uh, we got a chance to recall with anybody back then. Right, baby, them had us like like locked, bro. I mean, the only people we was able to even network with was UGK, Pimp C, and Bumpy. We'll write some shit with them, or re- even recall some things with them, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But he was like, it, it wasn't like it is now. Like, you could just freelance and do a lot of shit, man. Right. You yeah. wasn't able to uh, do nothing with nobody to answer your yeah. question. Not just G Slim, nobody that we wanted yeah. to do it anyway. Yeah, because, I mean, back at that time, especially around uh, 95, 96, man, you know, y'all three labels was jumping, man. I mean, you had cash money, you had. You had big ball records, and then you had no limit. No limit was it wasn't yep. as big as it became, but it was it was so right. bubbling. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? Lenny came out the gate. It came out the gate with a deal on us. You know what I'm saying? No limit always yeah. had a deal with when when we heard of Master P, we saw that priority stamp behind him. Yeah, yeah. You know, he hadn't done this thing in Cali already. We what we never even heard of. He was the right. ice cream man, I, I think. Yeah, he was. <laughs> and he already had the machine behind him for machine as a as I said, I'm talking about the major label. So they're yeah. pushing him already. So all you was hearing in, in New Orleans was Cash Money or Big Boy. Straight up. Yeah. So when uh, he came exactly. in, he had to, like, work his way in that thing. And, I mean, I ain't taking nothing from him, but I am saying that he had a little help because he had the machine behind him. You heard me? Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. Cause, uh, yeah, and, and like I said, you know, I, I was always wondering, as a fan, you know, I was looking at all these, at all these albums from New Orleans going up in Tate World and Sound Good, and then me and my partner be talking, we like, man, why these dudes ain't doing no music together, man, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, y'all, y'all had it, it. It was jumping back then, man. I mean, it was just such a... It was just a, such a live time, man, you know, because, I mean, mm. I experienced it, you know, in my little town, Alexandria, you know, which is right down the road from New Orleans. But, I mean, I I know it ain't nothing like the actual experience right. in New Orleans where everything was really oh, jumping man. at that time. Right, right. You, yeah, like, Alexandria, so, we used to come to Alexandria all the time, too, man. Yeah. Alexandria, Shreveport, Monroe, all over North Louisiana. Yeah, man. And see the yeah. thing then, it was funny, man, because baby wouldn't let baby would turn out on the show out of uh, out of Louisiana, like it wasn't nothing. Right. He kept us. He kept us confined to Louisiana. The minute we got off the label, we was getting calls from Cincinnati. Then <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about a little bit of everywhere, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? In some of those places we was going do the concerts, but. They didn't know us by face. They only know our music in this. Is all they only know that song. Yeah, right. You know, man. So we got a chance. I mean, it, it was like a, a a blessing and a curse for us dealing with them. You know, because once they got the deal, they they took our music everywhere. And before we went to court, they were selling our music. Right. You know, so it was like people. Once once people finally get in touch with us, they'll be like, Yeah, man, I got this. I got this. Would y'all, you know, would y'all come here? Would y'all come? We're like, hell yeah. Right. And when they tell us so, they talked to Baby when we was on, on the label, he was, he was, like, turning all those shows down. Right. No. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and that, and that, that's interesting, too, man, because before the, the lawsuit hit and uh, they and they, they got the deal with Universal, was, was that during the time the lawsuit was going on? No, no, the lawsuit okay. didn't go on until we started it out in 2002. That was the oh, first time okay. we went at it. So, uh, they, but, so you know, they got the deal in 97, 97. So when, when they ended up getting the deal with Universal, was they trying to repackage y'all stuff then? They did. They did it. Oh, They didn't put the Universal stamp on it, though. They repackaged okay. it. And bought it everywhere, everywhere. Wow, that's crazy. Yep. Damn. He did it. But yeah, it was man. a blessing and a curse, bro. Yeah. Yeah, so, Bummer, you got something you want to ask, man? Uh, yeah, just wondering, um, 
how come no like I was just reading somewhere, how come nobody really wanted Yellow Boy in the group at first? Well, I didn't want Yellow in the group and that was that was my best friend before Tech came about. I didn't want him in the group because uh, you know, I, I knew I didn't know it was gonna be a problem with, with Baby and Slim, but I felt he was gonna cause problems with Tech and I with the group. Okay. You know? Uh, like, yeah. like this this just doing wild stuff and you know, stuff that, that wasn't called. I was always known as the wild one in the group for my energy. Yeah. And the hype man, you know what I'm saying, like in performance. But Yellow would do like wild stuff to to risk uh risk our careers. You know, I, I, that's <laughs> why I was thinking. You know, I don't yeah. want you to do nothing to do that, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know? And at the same time, he, believe it or not, as, as good as a rapper, he died. The boy couldn't rap at all when he first tried to get in our group. He couldn't rap. He was a dancer. Wow. Okay. You know, Damn. and I, I used to be like, man, maybe he could come with us and just bust a move or two and, you know what I'm saying, dance or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, he slowly yeah. but surely taught himself how to rap and died as one of the best that did it, bro. Yeah. Rest right. in peace, yellow boy. Yeah, but man. Slim and yeah. Baby, they always had a problem with him. They never wanted him in the group. Never. Once wow. I agreed with Tank and they you know, they, they couldn't they couldn't go with us and be like, nah. Yeah, so and, and, and another him. thing and so another thing on that man when uh when Dragon in the River had hit, man, uh was was that meant to be a single or was it just meant to be uh, a, a a a song on the album? Yeah, it was a single. It was a single. It was the uh second second single of Uptown for Life. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So man, so, so you know what? What what was the atten- what what was the attention like, man? After after that album, that after that song had dropped. Oh, uh, well, I mean, we room. had Dragon, uh, Dragon from the River. After that yeah. was our single, sing, our second single. After that had dropped, my single dropped. It was here with no screws. That was right. That was right after that. Yeah. But Dragon lasted so long, you know. What yeah. I mean? And and yeah. it really dominated the album. Yeah, you yeah, know, Because yeah. a lot of people get that and wasn't even thinking about the rest of the album. And we had some yeah. heat on that album, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was a yeah. single. Yeah, and so, so uh, how, uh, how was y'all able to do the uh, the pocket full of furrow, man? Because, uh, you know, when I, when I first heard I was like, damn, I'm like, they just did their own uh, version of pocket full of stones, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's that's what it was, saying hi, Mr. Pimp and Bun. Yeah. And that's right. Saying hi, Mr. UGK with... with you know, uh, Ferrell was popping uh, in, in New Orleans for his drug. That was like almost, that was the street drug of choice at the time. Right. And, you know, uh, you know, crack, you know, when crack came out, you know what that did. So they had already yeah. done the crack with Pocket Full of Stones. So we are like, out of Pocket Full of Frogs. And in New Orleans, eat that song up, man. They love that song to this day. Yeah. Right. Man, and UGK did a lot of songs with Cash Money, too, man. So... Right, oh, right. How was it with him, man? You, you, do, do you have any Kim C stories, man? Yes. <laughs> yep, Pimp, Pimp, man, this dude, I, I can remember one time we was in Lafayette and, Strub, and it was doing the Strawberry Festival. USL, we was doing a, oh, a sound check. It wasn't even an actual concert, bro. We was doing a sound check. 
pimp go out on stage, his mic cutting up, he keep cutting off and going off, you know, cutting off and going off on him. He take the mic and slam the mic down on him. I say, oh, man. I'm thinking the DJ about to get hold of us, get hold of him or something, man. Pimp was, was the blowing on the man behind the, the microphone. He said, man, don't you ever bring me no regular mic. I was like, oh, man, that's probably the wildest thing I saw him do. <laughs> Fun always was, like, cool, chill, you know, be telling us to cool out. He loved to smoke. We used to get yeah. fun in New Orleans and, and you know, baby them a, a send for him, and we'll pick him up from the airport, bring him by our house, and just chill for, like, three, four days till they get back. The whole while we smoked out, the whole while just waiting on them boys. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun, man. That was, that was a little Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, so um do do you still keep in touch for the with Tech Nine and some uh, and some of the early the other cats from the early days of cash money? Like a uh, little slow. With Tech Tech man, man, Tech like brothers, man. Y'all must not be on our latest album, man. Did y'all hear the latest album? Our latest nah, album. Nah, nah, I'm gonna be straight. Nah, nah, I didn't hear Oh, know. man. Well, you get yeah. off this phone with me. You can go on YouTube. Go to iTunes. Copy it if you want. I appreciate right. it. You know what I'm saying? But it was digitally. We got a, a digital deal from Universal. And okay, cool. That's we released, what's up. We released an album called The Relaunch. It's, it, 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 we had like, I think we had 5,000 CDs or whatever. But they went like the first date. And wow. uh, The Relaunch is, 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 is a real, it's, it's gangster. Just check it out. We okay. done some shit with Come some on, niggas man. out out here. You know, I'm in Houston, our tech deal in New Orleans. But we yeah. done some uh, production. Uh, we let Kano do some of the production. Of course, we still mess with Sinister. And, you know, it, it's it's a it's a nice album, man. It was just, okay. it wasn't, I think we dropped the ball when we didn't make them press CDs, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But yeah, y'all so, get a chance so. to check it out. It's called The Relaunch. The Relaunch. Okay, cool. so. Yeah, yeah, me so and Tech talk else? every day. Oh. I mean, yeah, okay. yeah, that's cool. You, yeah, you was asking about the other cats. I'm, I'm cool with everybody that I ever met in the industry. Damn you, bro. I don't, I don't burn bridges. If I have a problem, which I get all, um, you know, I let you know yeah. right then and now. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. feel beef. You feel me? That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so what else you got going on these days, man? Um, man, we got a we got a label that we just started off. Uh, where we overseeing. I'm actually overseeing it. But it's, it's my little cousin Shooter. His name is Shooter. Him okay. and Tex label. It's called Thumbcocker. You know, okay. uh, we got that going. We we about to release a, another a volume three of great UNLV's greatest hits with a video for every song. So okay, after yeah, that, we gonna good. go in the studio again. You know, Get see we got see we got cooking. That's what's right. up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. so so what? What's your opinion on the music nowadays, man? Versus from how it was back then. I mean, you know everything. You know from no content substance. to album sales and no substance, bro. I mean, as far as, as, far as the music, there's no substance in it at all. Right. But I tell you what, any any cat, any any, you know how a lot of older cats be like. You know what I'm saying? They ain't feeling because it ain't old school. I don't have that opinion. That ain't my opinion on it. The music don't have any substance, but any cat that's doing anything right now, I mean, that's that's that's, that's really running it in the studio and making songs and nice songs, we can stand up to them, bro. Yeah, 
That's the funny part. We that we 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 change with time, right? Yeah. You know, we change. We 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 can stand. You go, you listen to the reloads. You are gonna be like, yeah, this 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 shit is hot up to date, and it got substance to it. That's what's up. You know, but for right. the sales, oh man, I think music is the is the wrong thing to be trying to sell right now. Music should be given away. Yeah. You know, I mean, because actually that's what's going on right now. You can get free music almost anywhere. Right. You know, and the same free music they want you to buy. Man, come on, man. It's, I think it's the wrong thing to be selling right now. Artists make their money off shows or whatever, but, I mean, I think CEOs should be making their money off, off paraphernalia and other things. You know, it should be mainly trying to brandy, brandy label and, and, and wait till that artist get hot and sell whatever else they're going to sell instead of music. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Music ain't the thing to be sold right now. Exactly. Yeah, so, uh, thank you. You got anything you want to ask? Yes, I wanted to ask you, um, who are some of your favorite rappers? Nas, Biggie was my favorite. Nah, Nas yeah, my favorite. Biggie gone. Yeah. You know, Wayne, I, I love Wayne. Gotta, gotta put Wayne in there, but, you know, my oh. personal favorite. Right now, it's not as was Biggie. Okay. I don't listen to rap too much, though. You know, okay. I might. <laughs> I don't listen. I, I listen to all music, but rap is like the least music I listen to. Or, okay. So, so what's your favorite style of music? What do you, what do you like? I like R and B. I love Biggie. Okay. I love Biggie. <laughs> okay. I like R and B. We got something in common, man. I, 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 you know. Yeah, I even get over some church music. Now that country, I can't get with country. Take a big country, <laughs> country fan. Right now, some of that, some of that old, that, that down home, oh Baptist church music. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Already. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, man. I said we we got something in common up, man, because I, I love me some reggae, man. But I really like the roots yeah. reggae from the seventies and the eighties, man. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, I guess that that's a wrap, huh? Let me go ahead and uh, all right. Well, there you have it, everybody. Another backstory from another one of hip hop OGs, brought to you by uh, Lil Yah and Graffiti Talk Radio. We don't talk about it because it didn't happen yet. We may old school hip hop live forever. Peace. Oh, top, you with right. me? Yeah. All right, peace. Respect, peace. Thanks for having me.